Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out, UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. Hey everyone, do you play tabletop games like D&D and Pathfinder? Well, hit up Eric at Imagination Studios. Uh, they do custom printing for all your minis for gameplay. Don't forget, they're a licensed Reaper, Artisan Guild, and more printer and dealer. Hit up ImaginationStudios502.com for more info. That's ImaginationStudios502.com. E-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N, Studios502.com. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson, and it is Friday, June the 5th. Today, my guest is going to be Fatal Curse from uh, Moravia, New York, and I'm going to keep the monologue pretty short today. Uh, Bandcamp has decided to waive its fees for um, the artists, so everything that you buy on Bandcamp today goes directly to the artist, um, and many artists have already stated that they're going to be donating their profits from today to uh, like local defense funds uh, for like the NAACP, uh, things like that. Uh, so check out the artists that you want to to purchase things from. Today's the day to do it. Also, uh, June 19th, Bandcamp is waiving their profits that day and donating them directly to the NAACP uh, defense fund as well because racial injustice is fucking bullshit if anybody ever tells you that you can't do anything based on the color of your skin you tell them fuck you you tell them fuck you let's listen to some fatal curse and I'll come back with Michael Bowen from the band we're going to talk for a little bit and we're going to play another song on the on the way out. Tune in next week. Uh, Idle Hands is going to be on the show along with Alan Ashbaugh from uh, Shepherdsville, Kentucky, promoting Metal Fest 9. Um, I love you guys. Thank you. Uh, check out the website for more info. It's uh, metalforgeradio.com. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, you want to tell me anything about your life, you want to tell me to go get fucked, um, metalforgeradio at gmail.com. Send it to me. Hope you like the interview. Thank you. (laughs) 
All right, and I'm being joined on the phone right now with Michael Bowen from Fatal Curse. Michael, how Hi, you everyone. doing, dude? Good. How you doing, man? Dude, I am fantabulous. Yeah, know? it's great to hear. <laughs> um, with every uh, again, like with everything that was has been going on with the virus and everything else, you know, I've been turning to music a lot more recently, just to, right. just to get everything. Um, what am I trying to say here? Making, you know, making it as harmonious in my life as possible where there's so much unrest in, in others. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. So fatal curse is from, uh, Moravia, New York, correct? Yeah, it's actually, it's actually pronounced Moravia, New York. Moravia. Thank you. Yeah. I think yeah, I actually like... said Monrovia at one time. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, people, people pronounce it wrong all the time. It's, it's just a town in the middle of central New York and middle of nowhere. <laughs> so about how far are you from uh, NYC? Oh man, about four or five hours north. That's not too bad. I mean, yeah. I, I bet it really sucks for the winter time though. Yeah, yeah, it does. We we do see a lot of snowfall up here and all that crazy stuff. <laughs> but we're all used to it, New York weather, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we get snow here around the Louisville area. Uh, in most recent years, it's been kind of like a, a one or two off uh, dumping of heavy snow, it seems like. But that's about yeah. it anymore. I like, you know, I remember being a kid and there'd be like snow from like November to February. But, yeah, I know. But now it's all it's like seen- February. <laughs> Yeah, well, up here in central New York, it's like uh, the end of October to like, well, it snowed on Mother's Day here. It was like, <laughs> it's right. crazy. You can, you can never tell. I remember <laughs> seeing the news a couple of weeks ago where where it was showing that, and I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, we just we, we expect to expect all four seasons in one week. So, <laughs> you know, that's pretty close to here. Usually yeah. when our summer starts, it's like. You know, it'll be like April for a month, and then it'll be August, 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 September. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then it might go back to August for a couple of weeks at the beginning of October, and then it'll get kind of, then it'll get cold. (laughs) Yeah, it just goes like, it just goes from dry, or no, humid up here to just cold. (laughs) Cold and snowing like the next day. Wow. it's, It's wild yeah that is absolutely crazy so tell everybody about fatal curse uh we were formed about four years ago from uh another band that we were in me and my my brother chris is my drummer and i've been playing music with him since geez i can't remember we were playing for about 15 years together same thing well my guitar player that's in fatal curse now dave groover he's uh He's been in and out of bands with me since we were young too. So like we've all just all three of us have just been together doing this thing for years, like different bands and different styles of music and stuff. But like we've all agreed, we all love heavy metal, like Maiden metal, Jewish free, you know, stuff like that. We've all with any sort of like type of music we play, that we always had that type of influence in the back. So. Right, kind of like of a new wave of British heavy metal. Kind oh of, yeah, kind of. yeah. So. Well, we played like from thrash to from grindcore to thrash to heavy and different like incarnations of different bands all over the years. Because there's like there's hardly anybody in our like in our town really around this that 
or at that time, at least when we were in, we were all still in high school. Just a very few of us that liked that kind of music that we I mean, that we really knew. We didn't really branch out that much, so it was just all of us just doing, like I said, doing different things all the time. Like one year it would be this, next year that, and we were doing uh, Rabid was the band before Fatal Curse, and that was so we released an album and. 2007 on uh, Reaper Metal Records, uh, Craig Horville's uh, label. That's that we did that band until yeah, about 2016, and then our bass player that we've had, which is a good friend of ours, decided he didn't want to do it. I uh, picked up bass, and well, picked up bass, and this is where we this is where we are now. Just. Right uh, the rest on. is history, basically. Yeah. Right on. So you've got the uh, the album uh, "Breaking the Trance" mm-hmm. that come that uh, come out in April of 2019. Yep. Uh, seven yeah. tracks, which mm-hmm. I I have, and we're going to be playing a few songs off of that as well in the show. Uh, cool. It's it's really good. I I do like. I well, like the overall you. mixing of it, and just like the whole thrashiness of it, I, it's like wow. It's actually it, to me, it's like a. It would feel just as good in 1984 as it does now. Oh, wow. I appreciate that. That was kind of like our. I mean, that was our goal. Just like I don't know, let's let's make an album that like sounds like just like this type of stuff that we listen to. You know, like we want to make it sound like that, and it just turned out to be. Breaking the trance, really. <laughs> Definitely. And yeah. looking at the Bandcamp page, you still have digital copies for sale. Um, yeah. Everything that looks sold out, that's, that's fucking killer, dude. Like, sold yeah. out vinyl, sold out cassettes, sold out CDs. Yeah, we sold out all uh, Shadow Kingdom records. They have, uh, I, Tim told me he has a few, he Shadow Kingdom. He said that he has a few CDs left that he's going to, Good to me, and I, once those are gone, they're gone. I don't think there's going to be another repress. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, uh, but we're yeah, we're currently working on our second one right now as well. So awesome. So how does that? I know you, you're all from the same area, which is which is awesome because not mm-hmm. much travel has to take uh, place, and you can always get together whenever you need to. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you all actually get together and write songs or albums? We, in our town, there's an, uh, uh, band in high school that somebody that we do bought and they rented out a room to us. And that's basically our studio where we go. We, I want twice, probably about two or three times a week we get together and try to, and we write and practice and do what we can, but we're mostly like scrapping and throwing stuff out and rewriting and doing it, you know, it's, it's great. I love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anytime, anytime a band can get together two to three times a week, it really has, in my opinion, has their shit together because yeah, they're, yeah. they're in it for the long haul at that point. Yeah. I mean, you would think, but it, but it seems like we're like, oh, we can't agree. We're also like really pig headed with each other. So it's hard to like agree on a lot of stuff. But when we do agree on something, we think it's like, solid so you know we like we will definitely go with that but it kind of takes a while for us to like 
totally agree on something 100 percent right and and i think that's a i think that's a natural part of writing songs yeah because you know you might have an awesome riff that you really like but for some reason it doesn't fit Oh, yeah, but you need, but that's you know that's the that's the other part about it is it might not fit because it you know if you wrote it and somebody else is playing it they might not be playing it the same as you do which is oh yeah which I love that aspect of writing because yeah, it's totally. the the complete individuality of things which is so cool yeah yeah like and when we were doing Rabbit Dave my guitar player now was also in that for a while but I was writing the songs on guitar then for a bit and he took over with the fatal curse stuff and i'm just like all right well I, you have a better knack at doing this than i do so <laughs> he writes the majority of the guitar and that stuff he's and like some of the stuff he lays down on i think's great so i'm okay with that <laughs> in the process you said you you rented out this room and that's mm-hmm. where you do everything. And is that actually where did y'all record there too, or did you actually go to a studio and? Well, yeah, we actually went to a stu- we went to Watchman Studios in Buffalo, New York. Uh, we recorded with Doug White, and then after that was in oh man October or no August of 2017, I believe. Oh, wow. and then yeah, oh yeah, we've had it. We had it recorded in. Uh, well, we had a first mix, actually. It recorded, like, October 2017. And then we started listening to it more, and we decided that now we didn't want to... We didn't want that mix, so we went to a whole other studio of uh, another friend of ours. And it was just, like, his home studio out in Buffalo, too. And we, we, we remixed everything, and um, I think we did a, redid a couple guitar parts on there too and it came out the way it does now and i think that sounds a lot better because i have the first mix and it sounded more like robotic to me you know what i mean like it didn't sound it didn't sound real to us so really i think we're gonna redo these parts and make it sound better right right (laughs) in a lack of better term yeah we actually there's actually supposed to be eight songs on that album we dropped one we didn't feel like that it would, it didn't fit at all with it, but I do have a copy of that song. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's, uh, mm. it's, uh, I don't know. I just, we just didn't feel like it, it really fit, it fit the album that much. It was more like ballady. Right. But, but and I, I don't know, we just came to the agreement that we're like, yeah. Nah, it's not like is it gonna be released on anything? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We were. We had talks about maybe releasing it in the future on like a B side or something, there you, or, oh, or, or whatever. Yeah, or making it like just available online for oh, people like, to just down, just download for free or something. Yeah, like on the Bandcamp page. Hell yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I I love like you know I always think about the songs that people don't release. Uh, you know, and it always like, it never fails. Like, you know, I always think of Metallica about this. It's like, okay, well, you know, everybody at this point in time, it's been like 15 years now, I think, Mm -hmm. or more, uh, I think everybody's seen some kind of monster. And Lars makes a comment in that saying, you know, of the 20 something songs, we could only agree on these four as a band. 
to release. Mm-hmm. Then they had to call in management to say, okay, this is the rest of the album. So oh. out of a 11 song album, they scrapped like another 10 or 11 songs. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder like what didn't make the cut. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Like I always like, like Prince is another example. Uh, who has music apparently recorded that could be posthumously released at this point for decades. So I always think that's a cool thing. It is. When you get a, when you get a deal and it's like, Oh, Hey, by the way, this was done, you know, like four or five years ago. I'm going to put it out now. What do you think? And it's like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I know. Sometimes I'm a, I listen to them. Why the hell didn't that make the, why wouldn't that make the make the record? You know, like certain bonus songs or you're right, cuts on albums. I'm like, why wouldn't that make the album? That's awesome. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those things too. It's a maturity level of the of the song, not necessarily the the mu- uh, magician. Ha! Huh. That goes out. To, <laughs> that goes out to Nick Blank. He he always told me I was like. Dude, you're a great magician, and I'm a musician. Uh, so, and I almost and I got t- uh, tongue tied there. So, uh, I think it's the song maturity. At some point, right. you know, we we all outgrow certain things that we've always written, and mm-hmm. as musicians, and you know, you, it might be to a point where it's like, eh, I really don't feel like playing that because, and then you you get asked why, and it's like, well, because I don't feel that emotion anymore. Yeah, tell me about it. It's like some of the, uh, especially live and at practice now when we're about ready to do our set list or whatnot, we try to go through what songs we want to play. And some on Breaking the Transfer, like, oh, I, don't, I don't know, because we want to fit some new ones in there. But it's just, I don't know, you kind of lose like that. You're right, you lose that right, feeling for it because right. of, like the maturity thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Our new songs, our new songs, I think have matured a lot. Definitely a lot from breaking the trance. Definitely. But uh, when you all write songs, uh, do you all assign working titles to your songs, or is it pretty much okay? This is going to be uh, gang life. Yeah. No. We usually do, we. We do that. We put a working title down, and then we'll write the song. And like the way it comes out, like nah, that's not that's that's not it. And then you will change it to more fit more of the theme, obviously. You know, but yeah, we usually do use working titles. You don't have to tell me the song that it is, but what is the most obscene one you've ever had? The most what's that? I'm sorry. The most obscene working title you've ever had. The most obscene, obscene working title we've ever had. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm like, I'm trying to go like way back to like the, the, like the, the grind days, too. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. The, like the horror grind stuff. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> but no, I can't really think of anything that's like oh. super, super obscene. It was more like. All that before was just like comic book horror, you know what I mean? That type of stuff. Like, Definitely. Yeah, so I mean, we didn't have any like super crazy, like obscene 
titles and things like that. Right. On, well, I mean, some people do that. Some people don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always think that it's a funny thing to ask because they're uh, most people are like, well, it was A minor seventh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, aww. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'll I'll like, well, I'll write us we'll write a song and it'll remind us of like a different band. Like there was a one that had like a feeling of sounded like like the band Oz. So we're like I called it the Oz song, and like everybody was thinking like Wizard of Oz when <laughs> they saw it. That's <laughs> I awesome. Like, I was like, no, no. No, not no, not that. <laughs> if you could have written a song or an album from somebody else, what would it be? If I could have written a song or an album by somebody else, what would it be? Probably, uh, it has to be Walt Perga's Night, Running Wild. That has got to be one of my top favorite songs. I, 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 I love that song. I listen to it like four or five times a day probably at work alone wow. <laughs> yeah, right I, love I love that like i love that so there's just something about that song just like the power like there's just the power in it just the way it feels it's i, I it's the same thing as like slave to moonlight by uh storm Witch. it's the same thing i listen to those two songs like constantly and i'm like man i wish i i wish i came up with that <laughs> definitely i definitely yeah. have those myself um, yeah. to you what draws you to music like like that had the uh hooks the feeling like when i usually when i'm when i'm driving i listen to a lot of my music so like when i get in tune to it like if it's just like this awesome heavy metal song you know and it's got like I can I can just drive with it and it and everything just flows like perfectly. I'm like, yeah, I love this song. <laughs> you know, that'll drive you to the band and like I'll I'll check out all the other uh, music and stuff. It's just I don't know, it's crazy. Right on. Um, yeah. So, I, do you listen to yourself musically? Do I listen to my? Coming from a fan perspective rather than a, um, I wrote that critique perspective. Do I listen? I do. I do, actually. Like, I will, and I'll go, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it makes, it sounds, it sounds good to me, but like, it, I don't know, sometimes it's hard because I, I am a pretty harsh critic on myself. So, like, I'm always critiquing like right. my performance and music and stuff. But I mean, like sometimes I'll watch, I'll watch videos or like, I'll listen to the radio or my radio at work and our song will come on like on a, like a shuffle play or whatever. And I, I'll get into that and I'm like, Oh yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. Like I did pretty good there. <laughs> I think like personally. And it's that moment where you're just like, damn, that's really awesome. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. dig that. And it's like the it's a it's a really, really good feeling. It's a very good feeling. So much about music is um not only is it recording, but it's live performance. Mm -hmm. Um if you could have played any concert 
from days gone past, what would it be? Any concert from days gone past. Oh wow! Uh, like uh, before, like any any show. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always equate big, uh, like huge shows. You know, Woodstock. Like <laughs> yeah, Woodstock, Walking, Isle of Wight. Uh, yeah. Um, somebody said Download Fest, like the 05. Really? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I've had people, I've had people say like the the Monsters of Rock in um, Russia, the one that yeah. you know the that Metallica and ACDC and and Pantera were all a part of. Um, big shows like that. That the shows that achieve like this notoriety of this is what metal is. This is what metal yeah. was and could be again. Oh man, that's that, oh, that's that's hard. That's <laughs> hard. Well, I always make the joke. You know, we ask the hard hitting questions here. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I mean, like I've all. I mean, as a, a fan, like growing up, and I, I was, I, I love German thrash metal. Like I always have, and I've always wanted to play Falkland Fest. Always. You absolutely. Yeah, that I mean that's my that was my thing, but I mean everybody wants I mean, that's probably everybody's goal ever. <laughs> you know, but I don't know if if I could, that would probably be uh, that would be a, a dream of mine, obviously, a, a goal of mine. That's definitely. what I would that's probably what I would definitely would want to do. You know, I actually had looked at tickets this past year because, you know, just going would be Mm -hmm. killer just to go. And Mm -hmm. I saw, like, I was looking in, like, August of last year, you know, because it's it's like every August. And they were sold out for this year by the show last year. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. But (laughs) that, if you're going to do, I would say if you're going to do that, that's one of those deals where you've got to get in and you've got to. Bam! You've got to yeah. get in as soon as tickets go on sale. Yeah, you gotta like set an alarm and all <laughs> yeah, that jazz. Right. <laughs> Do you have a favorite uh, city or venue you like to play? I don't know how oh, much touring uh, you all have done. Uh, the city, well, we haven't we haven't yet toured. We are actually uh, do, planning on doing something in July, but. I'm not sure if that's going to happen Absolutely. at all. Yeah, we were gonna do we were gonna do a week and a half with. Uh, well, we were in the talks with the band. Uh, uh, no, 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 the drummer of CX was gonna drum for him. It's, um, uh, sorry, oh, oh. The, it was uh, the, sorry the band. Uh, yeah, we were um, we were actually gonna go on tour with a band called Warsaw from uh, Canada. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, in uh, in July, but like I said, it's I don't think that's. What, well, what cities were right y'all now. looking at? What cities were y'all looking at hitting? Because you know, uh, just a, uh, a, tw- a twelve day tour essentially. Yeah, we were only going to do like a week, but it was going to be uh, Pittsburgh, Washington D.C., uh, South Carolina. We we're talking. We were actually setting up for Ohio. Right on. Uh, so. East Coast to a slight Midwest deal. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Just, yeah, just down and uh, just back up. You know, because we all work. We work, and it's hard for us to get 
a lot of time off. Right. So to coordinate schedules, mm, vacation time, so on and so forth. Yeah, the same old song and dance, you know. Oh, (laughs) believe me, I, uh, at nauseum here, uh, I mentioned that, you know, me being a musician as well, I know how it is and it Mm -hmm. is tough, you know, especially, you know, having members that have been in, in jobs for, you know, 20 years at a place, mm-hmm. it, it is kind of uh, difficult to, to get that stuff worked out. Cause yeah. when you've been at a job that long, it's kind of hard. It's harder to say, Hey guys. Um, yeah, I know y'all want to go on tour, but you know, I can't, you know, I can't afford to lose this 20 year job that I've had. And I dig yeah. that and I respect that. That's awesome stuff. Yeah. It's the, uh, I mean, that's the struggle that we've had for a while. <laughs> Un- <laughs> Understandable. All right. Yeah. And then we were finally going to go out and then, uh, and then, well. And then the world decided to uh, catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay. This part's about Michael. Okay. Okay. This, this I think, is always my f- the funnest part for me because it's like, you know, doing these interviews over the phone, you know, we've never met in person. And it's always mm-hmm. a thing of sitting there saying, it's like, you know, we all have little common, you know, uh, interests, you know, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, I want to know some of these. First question, okay. I, first cool. question I typically ask is what's your favorite film? My favorite film. Oh man. I'm uh, well, I'm a, a huge horror movie fan. Uh, oh my God. It's hard for me to say, I'm, but I don't really have a favorite film, but I have a few favorite directors <laughs> like Dario Argento and Ooh. Lucio Fulci, obviously, uh, uh, Jess Franco, um, man, the list goes on and on and so on. With the, like, you're an Italian horror fan. Oh, I'm an Italian. I, I love, I just love, I love horror. I love horror films, especially well, I mean, from like the. 70s, 80s, Definitely. more or less. Was yeah. it, wasn't it uh, Fauci who had to uh, prove the scenes were not real in court? Oh, no, that was a Jero Diodato with uh, Cannibal Holocaust. He, yeah, I mean, I'll probably get corrected on this, but if I'm wrong, but I believe it was because he, he told the actors to stay silent and, all, and just told them to keep quiet. And then when he was in court and he tried for that, he marched the actors in. So they were like, oh, all right. You, you know, know I'd heard yeah. that as well. So if that's yeah. a, if that's a, uh, an urban legend, but I mean, if it is, uh, I'm sure there's going to be somebody out in the Metal Forge audience out there that will at least hit me up and say, hey, dumbass, that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I and mean, I urge them to. It's, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, me too. For me, <laughs> right? Because we need to know this stuff. Yeah, I just I, I think about them. Like, imagine being like seeing Cannibal Holocaust like back when it came out. I mean, I could, I mean, I could see how people were convinced, like, or they thought, like, oh my god, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, it's it always pretty remind, crazy. It always reminds me of that part in Eight uh, Millimeter, where. Uh, Nicholas Cage stops the film and he sees it's the same person from the film before, and then nah. and then they make fun of it. And it's like, yeah. um Do you have a favorite food? Do I have a favorite food? Oh, um, 
steak and potatoes. Nothing wrong with that at all. No steak and potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) How do you how do you like your steak? Uh, medium rare. Bloody as hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is a metal show, dude. <laughs> right. uh, do you have an ultimate jam? Do I have an ultimate jam? Yeah. Oof. The song that finds its way back to any media form you use, whether it be records, CDs, MP3s, uh, cassette oh. tape. Uh, Zune players. Uh, <laughs> well, it would be Walpurgis Night <laughs> running wild. I kind of figured. <laughs> I kind of figured that's what it was going to be. When we... I love that song. I don't know why. I mean, that Black Demon song. Oh, that Black Demon. Uh, Soldiers of Hell. You know, it's Gates of Purgatory. It's one of my top favorite albums of all all time. Hell yes. You know. <laughs> um, speaking of Ultimate Jam. Um, have you ever purchased an album strictly based on artwork? Oh yeah, actually uh, quite a few. Uh, we used to we had this shop in Ithaca, New York. Uh, it was called Sounds Fine. I would go in there after work on Fridays and just go to the metal section and pick up whatever or whatever I thought was. Cool, and it was um, what was the, I think the band was Crabather. Oh, yeah. at the time, yeah, death metal band, and I can't, I can't, I can't remember what the first what the first album was, but it was the first album, and I was just I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh, this is, I was like, this will be pretty cool. I never, I mean, I've never heard of, heard of the band before that. And I put it in, and I was very like very impressed with it. So like, I do buy, I just like movies. I'll, I'll buy albums because of the album covers have and you, like the covers too. <laughs> have you ever, um, have you ever bought an album based on cover art and you're like, Oh my God, what? <laughs> and like been so like appalled with the product of music. Um, like, because, and then, Oh, I mean, not really that I can, I mean, not let, that me, I can let me, let me elicit an example. Uh, I am a huge Frank Frazetta fan. Mm-hmm. I love Frank Frazetta's artwork. Mm-hmm. Molly Hatchet, on the other hand, not so much. I mean, they're what they are, but like, I love it. It's like the power metal artwork to Southern Rock. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I, I I really I can't I can't really recall. Fair I can't enough. think of it. I, I can't think of a time. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do you have a spinal tap moment? Do I, do I have a spinal tap moment? Yeah. Something in your musical career that has been I, just like, what in the absolute fuck? No, I mean, well, I mean, uh, there was a few, nothing like super, uh, like, what the fuck moments, but I've had like, a, a, there was an embarrassing but I went to go, it was at a show, or a couple, I think last year, it wasn't on um, YouTube at the Photo City Improv, I was just kind of getting into it, and I went to go, I pointed at one of the people in the crowd, and they were going to pick me up, and I ran, and jumped up, and they like picked me up halfway, and then dropped me. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, they dropped me on my leg, oh. back, and yeah, and I was like, 
I went to work the next day, and one of my uh, coworkers saw it, and he just like just started laughing at me. He was like, I'm laughing at you. He showed me the video on his phone. <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, so they were there. That. That's even better. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I posted the, I posted the video for, uh, the other the night, but or the night after, oh. and then like my coworkers at work like got it, and all of them think you like fouled what i did <laughs> that's, that's yeah they wouldn't let it down it was funny of course they not. still don't they still don't let it down <laughs> wow what is your greatest achievement as a musician probably uh, probably releasing breaking the trance it has to be like i i was so i'm just i'm just proud it's what i've always wanted to do was release an album off a label like shadow kingdom records Absolutely. And get like, get like the opportunity to play in uh, Chicago and Philly at like Legions of Metal and Metal Immortal Fest and play with like Razor and Sirith Ungol and all these crazy bands, Smolder, Solicitor. And uh, Metal, Forge, Metal Forge alumni from this year, Lady Beast. Yeah, yeah. Lady, Lady Beast. Oh, man. Absolutely. Awesome. There, that new album rips. Yes, it does. I, you know, I pre-ordered the vinyl, and then the virus happened, and I had to wait like three or four extra weeks. I'm like, motherfucker, I want to hear it. Yeah, well, I want to hear it, it was on worth the vinyl. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it and it rips, dude. It's so good. You know, mm-hmm. um, and this I, this is always what is told to me. Like, why do you ask that question? Uh, it's the morbid question here. Okay. Uh, if heaven or hell exists, what do you want to hear when you get where you think you're going? If heaven or exel- hell exists, what do I want to hear when I think you're going? Um... Oh, man, that's a hard one. <laughs> wow. Uh... What do I want to hear when I think? Uh, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, that's a hard one, man. Oh, that's a really hard one. <laughs> well, if that one's a hard one, I can always ask the other one is how do you want to die? How do I want to die? Right. Uh, fast, <laughs> fast, understandable. <laughs> very very much understandable let it done see yep. done lights mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. see ya I get it I, I get that completely uh, Michael thank you so much for coming on the show uh, I really oh. appreciate it um, tell everybody how to get a hold of uh, Fatal Curse uh, you can contact us at, on our Facebook website at facebook.com slash Fatal Curse or our band camp at bandcamp.com slash fatal curse definitely um get breaking the trance on there um it's it's fucking killer um i dig it um dude thank you again um is there anybody you want to give any shout outs to uh my brother my brother chris my girlfriend emily my other brother ryan um, my mom dad my guitar player dave everybody in the rochester metal and punk community uh, Lady Beast, uh, Solicitor, uh, 
CX, all these guys, everybody that's been like with us playing shows, all our label mates on Shadow Kingdom Records, Bewitcher, Hunt, all these guys, they've everybody in the community we've all it's it's great. You know, I've recently found Haunt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. Like completely blown away by him. Like I don't, you know, the first thing I heard was luminous eyes and I'm just like, what in the fuck? It's like, it's, I can't explain it. (laughs) So yeah, I totally do. Um, What song do you want to hear off the album? Um, Let's hear Breaking the Trance. All right. You heard it. This is Breaking the Trance from Fatal Curse. See you all next week.
Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out, UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. Hey everyone, do you play tabletop games like D&D and Pathfinder? Well, hit up Eric at Imagination Studios. Uh, they do custom printing for all your minis for gameplay. Don't forget, they're a licensed Reaper, Artisan Guild, and Mord printer and dealer. Hit up ImaginationStudios502.com for more info. That's ImaginationStudios502.com. E-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N Studios502.com. <laughs> 